Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. David? Yeah, I said hi, David. Oh, I didn't hear you for some reason. That was weird. Too busy being in the yokai zone. Oh, 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 Bazinga. Oh, no, David got teleported into the fucking demon world. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> Bazinga actually sounds like a kind of Japanese spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you got your yokai, your Mononoke, your Aishimon, your Bazinga. No, I think that that's actually like an attack from Zatch Bell. <laughs> Bazinga! I love those memes where they change it to Zimbabwe. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's great. Regardless, David, we're not covering Zatch Bell today. Uh, what are we covering? So today we are talking about Ayashimon. Gotta catch them all. Ayashimon. <laughs> Ayashi <me>. champions. <laughs> we already did a Pokemon parody, though, so we can't do that. No, but yeah, I think we should do a Digimon. I don't know. You can check the chat, but I thought it would be fun to do, like, there's this meme where it's, like, this dad holding these really energetic kids, like, on a leash. And I thought we could do that, where it's Denji holding all of his assistants' works, because that's Don to Don, that's Spy Family, this is this series. Jigoroku, right? Like, Well, Jigoroku's by this same guy, so that's... that's... Oh, it's by this guy? Yeah, he made this after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking, but we can talk about it. He ran out of ideas, huh? <laughs> yeah, so listeners, you'll find out if we actually go with that. But I guess that dives into it a bit. So Jordan, do you mind telling us a little bit more about this series? Yeah, so this was by Kaku Yuji. The run dates were between November 15th, 2021 to May 30th, 2022, with 25 chapters and three volumes. We actually covered this first chapter before. Whatever, did it again, different context. Yeah, whatever. I completely forgot that we did this because that was probably like six months ago. It was like right when it came out. Because I remember because we, I noticed that that Discord channel that changes to a new flop manga until PPPPP changed to Ayashimon and then had to change it again. I am looking Jordan and I don't see. Maybe I imagined it, whatever. I thought we did Don to Don, which is another manga that came out at the exact same time, which is about yokai. Well, listener, one of us is crazy. It's probably me. We'll figure it out later. But let's get into the plot summary. You want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, though, we have from the wonderful Aussie Rat who's listening right now saying, yes, uh, we have talked about this series extensively, but Jordan, we never actually covered it. Oh, I see. You know what? I think what happened was you suggested that I read it because it was like a potential flop or whatever. And I read it. I don't know. Whatever. Let's get a move on. This is the first chapter plot summary. Since he was a little kid, Maruo Kaido has been practicing the bullshit dangerous training you see in manga until it turned him into one punch man. He is now too strong to exist in society. He breaks weights at the gym and is too powerful to make bread at a bakery. He beat up his abusive dad, which is cool, but the only job he can think of that he'd be good at is literally a manga protagonist, which is ironic because he is a manga protagonist. Isn't that oh funny? Oh my. <laughs> Kaido then sees a pretty girl being chased by the Yakuza, so he springs into action, easily knocking out her pursuers. Kaido and her then run away and take a break from being in danger to process what just happened. She tells him to sit because he's definitely not Discount Denji. The girl's name is Urara, and she asks Kaido to accept the Sakazuki Sake Cup. To an American, that's meaningless, but according to a translator's note, this would be recognized by a Japanese reader to mean she's asking him to join her Yakuza gang because she's the boss of a Yakuza. David, popcorn to you. But the thing is, she isn't just a Yakuza boss. She's a monster Yakuza boss. What? Suddenly, all the thugs that Kaido was fighting turn into gross demons called Ayashimon. 
Title drop. Whoa! Kaido from One Piece proceeds to just beat <laughs> the fucking shit out of every one of the demons, feeling like an absolute chad while doing it, just having the goddamn time of his life. He throws Kobani's car <laughs> and even does a fake Kamehameha where they literally show Goku doing this it. It's great. I did appreciate, so I read the official translation where they actually had to have like a like legal credit yeah, I did, for every I saw single that. reference. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a fake Kamehameha wave that rips a monster's head off. He feels so cool, he turns around and accepts Urara's proposal to be his underling because she's definitely not discount Makima and gets him really excited by telling him that in the monster world, every single beef is resolved by roughhousing. She also explains that there's a huge power vacuum in the demon Yakuza world, but he doesn't care, and they prepare to go to a place that literally is called the Red Lantern District, because I guess they still don't have electric lights, and I'm telling you, Sting's gonna tell him don't turn on that Red Lantern. <laughs> and I don't know why I read the plot summary in such a strange voice. <laughs> that was my radio voice. Really? That was your radio voice? All right. I, well, they always said I had a face for radio. Hey. Uh, uh, oh. right? That's that's when you yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's get into the first impressions. This series winks at the camera fucking constantly. I mean, the series is like, <laughs> I want to say, Jordan, this is the most manga of all time. All right. So what I love about this is that I immediately figured out what the writer's exact thought process was. Like he didn't have a great original idea because I guess he burned his ideas on Hell's Paradise. But so I mean, he, uh, Hell's Paradise wasn't the most creative shit either. It was really good, though. I thought it was fine. Yeah. OK, so the author, he didn't have a great original idea. So he was just like, uh, what if the protagonist just like wants to be a good manga protagonist? And then he like beats up a. a I don't know, the Yakuza, but like, what if they're also demons? And then he read One Punch Man. He's like, this dude is too strong. I think actually I do really like that they show him being crazy strong instead of just telling us. Yeah. Like literally, he is so powerful that when he tried using a normal gym, he broke the gym equipment. I loved the bread when he like flattened the fucking bread when he was making it. Yeah, that was good. I also just love his face when he's beating up the Yakuza dudes because he's just so happy. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, he's finally found his place. Just easily beating the shit out of Yakuza. He's like, yes, yes, yes. I'm fucking getting my shit kicked in. <laughs> the, the, the Jojo Jotaro. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, Jojo shows up. Jojo does show up. Yeah, he mentions him a couple times, I think. We're just keeping this Jojo run. I love when he was just sitting on a roof and he was just like, please help me, Kenshiro. What should I do? I really love how he names his special attacks after anime characters, but it's normal. It's just normal punching. Normal consecutive punches. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And then this is definitely very Mashal inspired, where it's just a character that's overqualified by just having like a 20. Tw he has a 20 in strength. He's got like a 200 in strength. It is the Mashal thing where like he's not a demon, but he just pumped so much fucking iron that he just has that super strength now. Yeah, he's a man of steel because he's pumped so much iron. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hey, oh. I wish he had weightlifting magazines, though. That was the that was always the best <laughs> yeah. part of Magical. Man, imagine if he just debonair comes in as his personal trainer. It's just like a Ready Player One, but for Shonen Jump. That would actually be really fun. Yeah, well, I guess that's called Jump uh, Superstars or whatever. Oh, I guess that does kind of exist. But yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I, I just think it was fine. The plot seems kind of thin. Like, yeah. It was one of the series where I read it and I was like, that was fine. But I was like, I didn't love it. I think it is a kind of uninteresting plot. It's just, it's clearly an excuse plot. I will say, despite that, it's like executed well, but the plot is just so thin. 
Which is interesting because it's it's a novel premise to do like a supernatural Yakuza because we've read a lot of yokai manga, but we've not really seen that kind of structure added to the world. Like I could actually have seen this existing in something like Hell Warden. Yeah, like some kind of organized criminal unit that he's got to take down. Like, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, like organized supernatural crime, I think, is a very interesting. But this is clearly not being done where like the plot really matters to the world. It's really they just need an excuse for why he can fight supernatural. Remember in uh, a hard-boiled cop and dolphin when there was like a brief moment before they got like serious and was still a gag manga where it was like they had the underwater mafia. Oh, yeah. And it was just like an octopus. That was good. That's just a very silly series, you know? Well, the first half is anyway. Oh, and we haven't really talked about the art at all. The art's really good. Yeah, the art's good. I actually think as solid as the art is, I think the paneling actually isn't. It's very grid. Like if you look, I, I feel like that's my new test is to see if the paneling is any good. I think what you're talking about is composition, and I agree. Yes. I mean, there are issues with the paneling itself. Like, I post an example in the Discord where when he first punches the guy into the tree, everyone looks up and looks to the left, but then the panel of the result of him knocking the guy in the tree is below, and that just seemed like such a waste. Like, why are you having your characters look to the left, and then you have to disregard that very clear visual cue of what direction to look to look down? Like, that would have been an amazing two-page spread where you physically look at the left page with the characters to see the end result. You know what? This series, now that we're talking about it, it kind of makes me realize that while this guy clearly has Fujimoto's style down, like the way that he uses lines, the way that uh, he renders people is very, very similar to Fujimoto's. But a huge thing that Fujimoto has that this guy doesn't is an eye for composition. It is very clear to me that Fujimoto was laying out every single panel of Chainsaw Man. I, I mean, obviously that's true, but like it's blatant here because the composition is just not nearly is strong. He does not have the visual storytelling elements. And, and Chainsaw Man also has this like th- this grave atmosphere throughout the whole thing that this guy cannot manage. I mean, I, it's very interesting to contrast it with Donda Don, which has some of the most unique paneling. Like I remember where she was literally holding her hands on her speech bubble and you don't see stuff like that because I mean, that's just not obviously what the author's strong suit or interest is. But it is interesting to see how one assistant learned these lessons that he didn't. I will say, I'm pretty sure Hell's Paradise has better paneling. I mean, that's the thing. He went from monthly to week, and usually something is going to have to be sacrificed. And that's probably one of the things he gave up was he was like, I just have to do a normal grid so I can at least get the art quality. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe he needs some more assistance, actually. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know why you would go from monthly to weekly. Just the only person I've ever seen do that where it didn't really blow up was Fire Force. Ironically. Which is why Okubo was like, it was too easy being monthly. (laughs) What a goddamn Chad. Jesus, goddamn. What a fucking legend. After you do Biichi, I guess uh, you're just like, well, I can't get worse than that. I mean, it's also possible that moving from monthly to weekly was not this guy's decision. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was a job thing where they were just like ordered by the editors. Yeah. Because it seems like what happened is this guy was like, all right, I need money. I need to make a manga. I just don't have any ideas. I mean, I think the series is still definitely a love letter to Shonen, yeah. but I I, I kind of can almost feel like maybe he didn't have enough time to prepare this series before he started like Gunsways West. 
as I said before, it is a uninteresting idea with good execution. But yeah. David, would you read another 10 chapters of this? I mean, I did. And I actually dropped <laughs> the series. And then I was like, I heard his ending. And I was like, oh, I guess let's, I'll just see how it ends up. So I did finish it. I rereading this chapter, I feel about the same where I would be like, eh, I guess I'll check out a few more chapters to see where it's going. But I wouldn't ever say have recommended this series to anyone based on the first chapter. It's funny because the first time I read this, I remember liking it a lot more than the second time I read it. Yeah. The first time I 100% would have said yes. This time, yeah, I'd read another 10 chapters, whatever. It's fun enough. I don't hate anything in it. I guess mm-hmm. that's the best thing I can say about it. I don't hate anything in this. I don't hate this series. I don't hate this series. I'm just not in love with it. I completely agree. Yeah, so now we go to the guesses, and David, you're disqualified. Yeah, I unfortunately not make any guesses, which means this could be a chance for Jordan to really pick up some points on the GB scoring. <laughs> this is like when you go to a hockey game and they have a power play. One of the other, uh, the enemy team. Yeah. One of their guys goes to the penalty box, so you have one more extra guy. Anyway, here's my guesses. One, Kaido taps into some mysterious demonic energy source, and that's the power system. Mm-hmm. Two, Kaido will start getting really annoyed at the things Urara asks him to do. He's going to do boring stuff. And the last one is that Kaido will at one point say, Omai wa moshinderu. Those are some interesting guesses, and I guess you'll find out to see if you were right or not. Yeah. So, David, what's your power word, though? My power word is manga. Nice. Uh, all caps, by the way. Listener. Yes. Of course, it has to That's be. That's very important. Absolutely. My power word is handsaw man. That's not even a word. It's it's a fake word that I made up because this series is like a lower tech, lower quality version of Chainsaw Man in some ways, you know? Yeah, Bones. Uh, well, Bonesaw Man is the porn parody of Chainsaw Man. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of it. That's Bone Collection. But um, no, uh, this is Handsaw Man because he punches people. He just uses his hands, his bare hands. Yeah, Handsaw. Okay, all right, all right. You know, hands, handsaws are real. I thought you were going to make a guess if they ever make a Chainsaw Man reference in the series. I think this series is a Chainsaw Man reference. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. But because of the fact that I didn't have any guesses, we have an extra question for our Q&A. So Jordan, you're ready to answer some of our lovely fan questions. First up, coming in from T. Wolfwood. Hey, T. Wolfwood, thanks for listening in right now. What is your favorite adaptation of a story from one medium to another? God, this is so difficult. There's so many things. Ah. Yeah, this is a very open-ended question. Would it help if we scaled it down to what is your favorite anime adaption of a manga? No, no, because I actually have an answer. Okay. David, are you familiar with American Splendor? No. It was this series that was written by a guy named Harvey Picard, and a lot of the early ones were drawn by R. Crumb. And it was just kind of like a little slice-of-life comic. In some ways, it feels like almost a proto-web comic. Yeah. And it was put out in, like, the 70s, 80s plus. Uh, Anyway, there's an excellent movie called American Splendor where Paul Giamatti plays Harvey Picard, and it's intercut with, like, documentary footage of the actual people who worked on it. It's very interesting, and it may me cry and it's really good and i recommend it Mm, that does sound nice yeah what about you david this is really hard for me but off the top of my head i actually think yu yu Hakusho because it Hmm. fixed a ton of the issues that the manga had that i identified when i reread it it is quite impressive not that the manga was terrible but to be able to make one of the most iconic anime of all time from a manga that i honestly think was only so so and yeah. You know, I think is a very impressive achievement like yu yu Hakusho the first three volumes are boring as fuck yeah, I mean, that's why that completely they, they cut it. They cut out so much total bullshit while Takahashi realized that, like, it's Takahashi, right? Am I fucking up the name? Togashi? Togashi, it took him a few volumes to realize this was a bad move, whereas the anime just knows from the outset, no, that was a bad move. Let's just fucking skip it. It's quite impressive, actually, for an anime adaption to skip that much source material. 
it just it was useless. <laughs> yeah, much like me. Hey! Bazinga. Aww. Anyway, uh, David, do you sleep barefoot or with socks on? I actually sleep with socks on for a very specific reason. What? All right, next question from Ego. <laughs> Any chances you'll cover a sister mag to jump like Ultra Jump? And actually, Ego, we actually have. That is not a problem, especially as we keep getting down the Shonen Jump well. So, yes, the magazine is not a requirement. Like, Biichi was not even in a Shueisha-owned magazine. We read a manhwa! We read a manhwa by accident once. I really wish Diesel had lasted more than one chapter. I don't even know what Diesel is. Diesel is an American ripoff of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure before people knew about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, I do remember hearing about that. Yes. Oh, my God. Or um, that Bleach ripoff by Gene Simmons kid. Yeah, or that, um, that shit, that was actually what I was going to say next. Yeah. <laughs> So I think definitely that is a territory we might go into is like faux manga like that. I think it would be fun. Maybe we'll get Shockmeister back. So Shock, if you're listening, I, I don't think Shock has done anything on Diesel. So that might be really fun to do with them. Ooh. Maybe for Patreon. Shock does Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Debbie, Debbie does Diesel. Yeah. Yep. Diesel does Alice. All right. Anyway, how do you feel about Mashal getting an anime, David? I love it. I've enjoyed it. It's definitely up and down quality, but I'm excited about the anime adaption. If they do the Mashal reaction face... I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. It's got to be like Anya where they need their best person to recreate that iconic face. Yes, exactly. I, um, by the way, replaced Rachel's contact on my phone with Anya because she, after we finished the season, she said, call me Starlight, which is a reference to the show. So I replaced it. Rachel's name was Starlight. Oh, which I, I think I posted a, a screenshot of that in oh the Discord God. chat. Uh, redacting her, so her actual information, though. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Oh, also, um, just based on the comments, I also want to point out that we actually don't have an issue covering shoujo either. So please don't let that limit your creativity. And I want to know in the Discord, which is open to everyone, we have a channel dedicated to just recommending manga. So I just ask you post and verify that it is fully available in English, fan translate or not, and is less than 35 chapters is our policy for what series we'll cover. Going to the next question from Weeboobs Ash. This one is very timely and I'm sure not a coincidence. Can you rank all of the JoJo parts? So I think, Jordan, we can start. Is it JoJo parts or is he ranking? the jojos the individual jojos i don't know uh do you want to rank the protagonists yeah i feel like we rank the series all the time so if we're just doing the protagonist then i think much like seven is the best jojo part jordan it's without saying who is the best jojo's bizarre adventure protagonist uh gappy no gappy rules dude gappy rules but jordan there's one jojo protagonist that's above them all joseph yeah joseph joestar joseph first place snap pick no doubt. Just Lifetime Achievement Award, lifetime honestly. Lifetime Best Character to ever be in that entire series. Oh, my God. There's so many uh, eras of Joseph Joestar, you know? You, and they're all great. Yeah. Whenever Joseph shows up, it's like, oh, cool, it's Joseph. It's Literally, it's why Part 2, despite not being that great, is still in the top 75th percentile, because Joseph is just such a great protagonist. Joseph 100% elevates that series. I mean, like, Part 2 is what made me love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you know? Which also, who's the worst JoJo? Is it, It's because it's either Jonathan or Giorno. Uh, actually, I was thinking this too. I think I would put Jonathan as just so bland, and then I'll put Giorno above him. You know what, though? I reread part one a little while ago, and I like Jonathan more now because, like, the petulance that he was as a little kid in the beginning is just really funny to me. (laughs) Yeah. And it adds a lot to his character that kind of disappears when he gets, like, big and tough and turns into Kenshiro from uh, (laughs) Fist of the North Star. Are you putting Jorno last, then? Yeah, I'm just so bored with Jorno. Right? Jorno, part five sucks. For JoJo, it sucks. I mean, it's worth watching. I don't hate it. I definitely got a lot of enjoyment out of it. But compared to the other ones, it's just so bland to me. 
Yeah, so I think above Jonathan, I would probably put Josuke because he is likewise very bland. Really? I think Josuke is like one of my favorite JoJo's. All right. Well, then who would you rank? Who would you put as number six then? Uh, probably Jotaro. Jotaro? Oh, shit. I meant Jotaro. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love Josuke. Sorry. Josuke's great. Yeah, I was going to say, whoa, David, I thought you really loved part four. What is the... I'd actually probably put Josuke as second under his dad. I would put both versions of Josuke maybe right under Joseph. Because I'm reading part eight now because I have to catch up because Shuckmeister put out a video where he talks about part nine and I want to watch it, but I don't want to spoil myself. Yeah. And man, what I love about part eight Josuke, a lot of the JoJo's are like, quote unquote, geniuses. But part eight Josuke is the only one who just has fucking common sense. Yeah. When he starts to suspect somebody, he doesn't sit around and just like try and gather evidence. He literally goes up to like, Noriyusuke, like the dad character, is like, hey, this is what's going on right now. Yeah, he's also, for the record, the only JoJo protagonist to ever realize four he balls. Can... Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about part four, where Josuke, though, is still the only JoJo protagonist who realized, hey, I can very easily make money using my stand. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. In every iteration of him, he is the character that actually has common sense. I am so mad he didn't show up in part six. Yeah! There's a lot of people who should have showed up in part six. God, that Chiyoda. Araki clearly did that on purpose when he didn't. Have, literally had the sons of Dio and Geo didn't show up. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> all right, so we're going to put Gappy under the OG Jessica. Okay, all right. All right, so number four and five. So our two options left are Jolene and Johnny. I think it goes Johnny, Jolene. Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's take this from the top. We have Joseph, Josuke, Gappy, Johnny, Jolene, Jotaro, Jonathan, and Chorno at the bottom, <laughs> which is actually pretty similar correlation to the quality of their series. It is. It's funny how that works out, huh? Yes, it's not delivery. <laughs> it's DiGiorno at yeah. the bottom. Hey. <laughs> All right, but thank you for that fun question. Thank uh, you from so Weebus much. From Weebus Ash, patron, friend of the show, and was guest, does it all. And then, Jordan, are you ready for our last question? Oh, yeah, I have a answer ready for it. Go ahead. All right, this is from Himiko, who says, what caused your deep-seated hate for libertarians? Here's the thing. First of all, when you're on the internet for a long time, especially in the time period that I've been on there, you've run into a ton of libertarians. Yep. And like when you're a teenager, it seems really cool. It seems like, oh, that's like intelligent, right? It's like somewhere Ron in between. Paul. But you start noticing there's like two types of libertarians. There are the libertarians who are genuinely centrist, and then there are a ton of ultra conservatives who just call themselves libertarians because they know that it's a lot more socially acceptable to call yourself libertarian than an ultra conservative. Yeah. And also there is a huge divide between the American concept of libertarianism and the world concept of libertarianism. Like the overall world's concept of libertarianism is that it's a much more left wing thing. But then in America, this guy named um, his name was like Murray or something. And he just Bill decided, Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. What he did was, oh, it was Murray Rothbard. Oh, naturally. He was just like, yeah, I made libertarianism into a conservative thing. And it was a left thing for a long time. Like, But yeah, uh, no, also Ben Shapiro calls himself a libertarian. And I just fucking hate Ben Shapiro. I mean, I, I just feel like if I say libertarianism is the NFT of political ideology, I think that really explains everything. I think it does. I mean, look, I think 90% of NFT guys are also libertarians. I mean, yeah. So the ideology of libertarianism is basically the market will always work out. So do absolutely nothing and then everything will work its way out. Yeah. That's my issue with libertarian. It's an ideology about doing nothing. Yeah, it's an ideology that really only helps continue the stranglehold that capitalism has on our ability to both socially and economically progress as a fair and balanced society, because it's inherently we live in a rigged economy, which libertarians thrive and love. We got to move on from this. Oh, I was going to tell the story how I got 
kicked out of a libertarian conference. Actually, go ahead. Please tell me that story. <laughs> I was in college my senior year and I was in a political science class. I was really good friends with the teacher and I was picked as one of the representatives to attend this libertarian conference on behalf of RIT. I went with some other friends. It was really fun. And so, OK, so band might be a little extensive, but I got soft band at the conference. And so <laughs> what happened was they were doing a talk about like how the evils of large scale funding a project and blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, we didn't need that. Everyone could do it. You I heard the dumbest fucking things I'd ever heard in my entire life. This guy straight up said we should get rid of the EP or not the EPA. Uh, what's the thing that checks if medication the FDA? is FDA? And he's like, people should just yeah. <laughs> know to do their own research. And if you take bad medicine, that's on you. And I was like, wow, that is legitimately one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. And where do you get the research, man? Who's uh? yeah. Wh where do you get the articles? Uh, who's putting the articles out? Because there's no way that that's biased. There's if you remove yeah. all protections, it's definitely not that like the people who make the drugs and food could just come in and buy reviews that are positive. That definitely can't happen. Exactly. Like and so, though, they're talking about large scale projects and how like it goes against it. I asked the question and said, well, what about the moon landing under libertarian ideology? That is not a project that would have made sense, but it is probably one of the most important achievements humanity has ever made. Yeah. And then the people answering didn't really have an answer. And the person came up to me and said, hey, we would prefer if you don't ask questions anymore for the remainder of the conference. Ah, fucking cowards. Right. That's awesome. Fucking got him. Of all places, too, the libertarians, you know, shut the fuck up about like supposed free speech or some shit. That's hilarious. Yeah. My teacher, my professor that invited me who was there thought that was hilarious. And she said, that great. Was, she said, great job. That's that is really funny. Uh, fucking rules. Yeah. So, fucking libertarians, man. Yeah, they are the NFTs of political ideology. I don't hate them the way that I hate Nazis. They're just they just oh, annoy yeah. me. That's, yeah. that's that's what it is. They just annoy me. I've also found that a lot of really privileged people who get to say I could be non-political because I'm a rich white person. Yeah, they're all libertarians because, wow, it's great. You can be a libertarian when you don't actually have to care about what it means to live in a capitalist society that's disadvantaged minorities. That's kind of the whole point of libertarianism. It is you're too privileged to give a shit about anyone else. And it's all about your own personal struggles. And it's just like how you specifically must uh, rise and become a uh, like a rugged individual, which does not exist. Uh, you oh, it turns out, David, we all live in a society. Yeah. Fucking rigged economy. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> that was a fun bonus question that I wonder, actually, if Himiko thought we weren't going to answer that. But nice try. We always answer the questions. Go. There we go. <laughs> All right. But Jordan, shall we go to shout outs? Let's do it. I want to start by thanking Jordan for editing the chibi. We are actually starting a new editing process that I'm very excited about because yeah. I lost way too much sleep editing. So, Jordan, thank you for picking up some extra editing time from me. No problem. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. I want to thank Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast anime out of context at animeoutofcontext.com thanks to tucker and maxi b for assistance with pronunciation translation all their miscellaneous research i want to give thanks to t root Aussie rat and t wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers you can find them on our site as they become available anything you want to add jordan i would like to thank you i would Aww. like to thank you for the thanks, hard babe. work that you do and also everybody check out mission ignition yeah don't cut that part out oh. i'm just kidding buddy <laughs> all right Along with finding Mission Ignition, you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. That's where you can submit your six word summaries, these questions, uh, hang out with us for game night. We're going to be watching The Incredibles, which the wonderful Ozzy Rat has been running that. So thank you, Ozzy Rat, for running the movie nights. Once again, it was a competition between a movie I'd seen and a movie I hadn't seen and the movie I did see like 20 times one. 
It's okay though, because I love The Incredibles. I can yeah. watch it again, but it's like. <laughs> and you can find a link to it in our show notes or on our website. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep running the show without their support. You can get a ton of awesome perks like bonus content covering Teen Titans, PPPPPPP, and Akane Bashi. You can even be joining us during the recording warm ups and deciding what series we're cover next. And on that note, I want to read off some of our wonderful patrons. First of all, I want to thank all of our wonderful Beast children who are supporting us. Let's go from the top. We're going to the Chainsaw Man patrons. I want to say thank you, Pterodactyl Ghost and Quick Animal Fact. Most raccoons cannot pilot a helicopter. That is true. I've tested it. They are terrible <laughs> at it. Moving on down to the Dolphin Dad. I want to say thank you to Tracking Roving Animals for all loving girls and raccoons. Wolfwood. Moving on down to the King of the Forest. We have Albie, Pram, Gabe Lando, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Marty, Rachel, Scarlet Mirmanin, T, The Real Jory, The BB King, BB The. And then moving down to the Galactic Ball Federation. We have Blah, Moo Moo, BS, Dolphin, Dylan Kreider, Ego, our latest patron, Eric Alex Klein, Generic Man, Hans, Lincoln Frey, Mara Barra, Mike Carpenter, who I'll be seeing in like two weeks, Peter Hunt Speck, Svek, please send me a message if I didn't pronounce that right, Sarah Hydra, Shingi Sekimoto, Simping for Senpai Ash, Slaghorn, That One Welder Guy, and Trevor Schechner. David, when you said uh, Dolphin Dad, I thought for a second you said Dilfin Dad. I did. Which is pretty great. I did say that. Well, thank you for saying that. That thank was you, very thank good. Thank you for being a friend. You know, I would I would sing more of the Golden Girls lyrics, but I still don't know the, how that <laughs> song continues. I'm still on the lyrics. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Ayashimon featuring the lovely Murphy Napier. Woo! Very excited. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop, David. Say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Ah, bye! Bye. <laughs>